We're on episode five. You're my fifth guy. Wow. This is number five. We're doing it. And um, I have a great guest here, Mr. Greek Bees himself. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is George Bangos. Uh, I'm the owner and founder of Greek's Bees. Greek's Bees. So no pun intended, you got a lot of buzz about you. Do I, I? I know it's, you're going to, so I've heard about you obviously because of your daughter. Yes. And, uh, but my nieces know about you who are young. They're like 12. Awesome. 10. And then all my little cousins. I have a bunch of family. So I've seen the logos. I've seen everything. So now I want to know the little tidbit stories behind the scenes. All right. So let's start all about it. Tell me about you, who you are, how you came to Melbourne, the whole works. Wow. My name is George. Okay. Uh, I think uh, my wife and I, Jackie, first moved to Melbourne in 1992, early 1992. From where? From South Florida. Okay. I'm, I'm a native of, I'm a native Miamian. Oh, really? I was born and raised in Miami. Oh. I joined the Navy at 17. Back then when you were allowed to just kind of finagle the little signatures? Yeah, well, no, my, par- my parents had to sign me in. My parents, the only thing they ever signed me in was out of detention. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, my, trust me, my parents were glad to sign that paper <laughs> to get me to go in the Navy. Okay, so uh, you do the, you were, so you're a vet. Yeah. I spent uh, seven and a half years really? in the service. I was an electronics technician. Okay, where'd you like travel anywhere special? I did. I was well, I was on a ship for about four years. Um, Submarine or just big ships? A big ship. Well, a cruiser. Okay. So but a couple of my buddies did the navy stuff. Yeah, and... yeah. It was it saved my life. It was a great experience. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you were wild. Uh, well, my father passed, so they my parents signed me up for the navy uh, in January of my senior year in high school. Okay. And my father passed in May. Oh wow. So I I I tore it up that summer. It was <laughs> yeah, it was a rough summer. Okay. And it was, and I had already committed to go in in October. So was, back then, you I signed up in January, but it was to go in October. And there was no getting out. Uh, I probably could have gotten out, but my mother knew better, and she wasn't going to let that happen. Now, are you an only child? Do you have siblings? No, I have a, a younger brother. Okay, so you were like the standard now that your dad once your dad passed away. So you're the one that like, okay, so you're going away, and now your mom's probably thinking. If I can get him good, then little yeah, I think it was more about keeping me right <laughs> okay. than anything else. So, did you meet your wife in Miami? No, well, actually in South Florida, but that was years later. <laughs> we met in the pizza business. Really, you were in a pizza business for a long time. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Right. Okay, so you own a pizzeria? No, or? no. I was I worked for Domino's Pizza. Okay, down in, in South Florida. Actually, my last stint in the Navy was in uh, Key West, the Naval Air Station in Key West, for okay. like two and a half years. Okay. And about a year before I got out, I started delivering pizza to pay off all my debt and have some money when you I got You had debt in the Navy? Oh, yeah. Do you really? I, I did. Oh, you did? Okay, because everyone that always comes home is like, like, my buddy came home from the Navy, and he's always like, I have this money, let's burn it. And I'm like... Well, that see, I had that money, and I burned it all yeah. the time. He would, yeah. He'd be like, we're burning this money. I'm like, dude, there's no way we can burn this money. He's like, oh, there oh, it yes, is. Oh, yes, there is. See? And then he would like have just enough, and then he would be like, all right, I got to go back. And I'm like, me, you got to go back. Okay. He's like, I got to go make more money. Yeah. He's like, you've been here for two weeks. He's like, yeah, that's two weeks too long. Yeah. So he would burn it. and. Uh, so I was, in my, I was in my early 20s. That's exactly how I lived. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I was single in my early 20s. Um, in well, South Florida at the peak times. In Key West. This is Key West in the in the mid eighties. Oh, was that's when it's wild. Crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. They make documentaries about those stuff yeah, nowadays. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I might have I might you might catch a glimpse of me in some of them. <laughs> uh, it was a good time. Uh, but again, I started delivering pizza. I got out with the intention of going to college. Uh, I worked for this squirrely little manager at Domino's delivering pizza. I moved in with my mom. Okay. 
had money saved already, and I was just going to work my way through college. I was taking some business classes. Community college? Or did you go to like uh, No, I was going to uh, FIU. Okay. I, I, that's the owl, right? No. No, that's, that's uh, FAU. Yeah, that's I get those pan- confused. That's the panther. I get those confused all the time. Yeah. I'm so horrible. But, no, I, yeah, that's a great program, though. Yeah, so I... Uh, I started taking a couple of business courses. I already had my associate's degree from the Navy. Mm-hmm. And now they didn't pay for your bachelor's? Well, I had I had the GI Bill. Okay. Alright. And while I was in and I got my two year degree, that was pay, that was covered while I was in the Navy. So yeah. uh yeah, I just started delivering I asked this manager how much money he made and he told me how much money he made and I said, There's no way this squirrely little guy is making that kind of money and sure enough. He showed me one of his bonus checks, and I said, well, I think I'm going to do this for a while. And the money lured me in. Yeah, and that, trust me, I know that feeling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's one of those. I couldn't uh, handle the hard work eventually, though. It was too much. Yeah, uh, especially in Key West, it's so small. Oh, well, no, by, then, no, by then back I'm back home in South Florida. I actually kind of moved up in Domino's company quite a ways for a while there. I, I ended up spending about seven years with Domino's. So you spent just as much time in Domino's as you did in the Navy? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So then you meet your wife and you meet Met her. her through there. She worked in the office. I was in operations in the stores. Uh, we started dating. She got a big promotion to Boston. Uh, so for about a year, we kind of went separate ways. And then she ended up moving back to South Florida. Yeah, because no one wants to stay in Boston. It's too no. cold. Well, it's too cold. It's way too so, cold. And we hooked back up and the rest is history. So, so that's get- in the late 80s, uh, right around 90. Had our first child who's about to be married this Saturday. Our oh first, really? He's now son. getting married? Because I know you were talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow! This Saturday, he'll, our our oldest son will be married. I just celebrated my eleventh year with my wife. Congratulations! Yeah, fun times. I don't know how she hasn't killed me. Yeah. It's been a running joke for years. My mom literally told her. I think I've said it before. Is looked her dead in her face on her wedding day. Is like, you know, you can kill him and get out, but and you'll still be young. And I was like, I'm about to walk down the aisle. She's like, No, no, I know. But literally, she, you can kill. Like, just do it. Like, I wish. I was just like, Ma, no, you gotta stop talking to her. Like, you're really putting vibes out now, but. So you've now been married now 30, 31 years, coming up on 32 years. Wow. Yeah. Three beautiful children, Three beautiful. about to have our first grandchild. Yeah. Fun time. Oh, you're going to be that grandpa, aren't you? I think I probably am. Yeah. Your kids are going to hate you, but you're going to laugh. My daughter's bumping my arm. I think she thinks I'm going to be that granddad. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, oh, you want, yeah, you're going to get this. Because yeah. just talking to you now, you got that, energy. like, you're just excited. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be the grandpa that teaches them whatever they want to know. Of course. Yeah. That's what grandparents are supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you leave, you're, you get married, and when you're married, are you still in Domino's? Because are you allowed to date while yes. you're in the company? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that kind of happened. Uh, you weren't for a long time, and then one of the major bosses ended up marrying his assistant, and that, that kind of opened it up for everybody. So you get married, and how long are you married before you leave Domino's? Wow, tough questions, Ange. Uh, <laughs> I think, well... I do know. So, we married in 1990. Matthew was born in 1991. I left Domino's in 92, and that's when we moved here. So, you moved right before Andrew hit? Yes. As a matter of fact, we were here just a few months before Andrew hit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because that... Did you have to go back, like, to check on anything? Or no, no, no. We moved do- out clean. Yeah. We moved out clean. I could imagine you living down there with a newborn and everything. Yeah. So, we got out of that, and so- we just missed that. So you moved to any Atlantic area? Like yeah, we moved into Melbourne first. But I ended up working uh, for a friend of Jackie's family, a, a dental, a totally different business. Went straight, 180 degrees, uh, dental lab business. 
Were you doing was, at a dental lab? I, he, I was hired to manage the, the dental lab. Uh, so that was here in Indy Atlantic. The lab was. I, I lived in Melbourne, but that gave us the opportunity to kind of find out about this area. This which little hole in the wall that everyone sh- loves. We don't like to talk about it. No, it's the best kept secret. I yes. tell people all the time. That's why we don't talk about we it. We don't talk about it. Yeah, and so we found this beautiful place and bought a house in the neighborhood. I mean, I, I still remember walking down the street and seeing this house on a corner lot. And again, I grew up in Miami, so the, the thought of living beachside was totally out of my right. expectation. I had no expectation that I'd ever... And I saw this house and they told us how much it cost and... Jackie had just gotten her real estate license and I saw this property and I said, okay, that's my house. I got it. And she was like, you can't just pick the first house you see. It's like a wedding dress. Everyone says like the first wedding dress you pick, it's the one you're going to buy. I said, that's my house. You go find something better and I'll look at it. But until then I'm picking this one. And that's the same house you're still living in now? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So So what's funny is you moved here roughly the same time we did. All right. Because I think my parents came here in 90 and we switched over in like 93, 94. So right around the same awesome. time frame. So that's funny. Yeah, we've seen a lot of things change. Oh God! Haven't we? Yeah, I tell people all the time I'm the youngest, oldest man you'll ever meet. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember when this wasn't here. I remember when this wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. I remember all this, this, and now people are like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm only 35. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my guy's just been involved in this community for so long. So you move up here. You're working at a dentist lab. Yeah, or, for, yeah. I, I that only lasted about a year. I couldn't really take it. I'm not an inside, sitting down at a desk kind of guy. Yeah, you're a people people. Yeah. So, uh, coincidentally, while I'm looking for an out from there, uh, a very good friend of mine that I came up in Domino's with, uh, actually he hired me to deliver when I moved out of the Navy, out of the Navy and into my mom's place. He was buying two stores here. He bought, uh, at the time, Satellite Beach and Titusville. Okay. were two company-owned stores. Everything else here was another franchisee that we all were familiar with from the company. Uh, and, and he asked me to help him run. So I basically managed Satellite Beach for a year, the Domino's and Satellite Beach for about a year. The one earlier uh, by Patrick almost? Yes. Did yes. It, the one right in that corner or yeah, did they the one, move? Yeah. No, uh, well, they in were, that plaza, right? Well, they were in the plaza. Now he's out front in a freestanding yeah. unit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But back when I had it, we were back in the corner between Tootsie's and yeah. uh, a crazy well, my, my old head shop right there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And your uncle's in there now. Yes. Yeah. So business pulls you right back in. Yeah. The pizza yeah. business. So you yeah. do that for another year or so. Yeah, that took uh, about a year, year and a half. And, you know, now I'm back into managing a store. I have my second son has been born. So my wife is at home. And, you know, here I am managing a pizza store. And I'm putting long in, hours. oh, yeah, yeah, long hours, long days. Um, mom's home with two boys, 18 months apart, under two and a half years old. And my mom did the same thing with me and my sisters. Right. Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, other pressures there. And of course. Deservedly so. Oh, but yeah. listen, I, I would have rather been in the pizza shop Yo. 70 hours a week <laughs> than at the house 70 hours a week. So fair is fair. Um, let's see. Then some of the company got, I, I moved up quite high in dominoes when was I it left. hard to move up or was it just right no time not for me I was just there at the right time and and I think a lot of it had to do I uh, dominoes was booming in South Florida at the time it was it, it, its biggest growth spurt there was no competition back then right. I was a 25 year old just out of the Navy and I was squared away and See, I knew about dominoes obviously we own a piece here but the way I knew about dominoes was from um, if I remember correctly it was a Ninja Turtle movie 
Oh, there you go. The, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, Domino's yeah. that they were eating. Like, right, you put right, it through right, the little right. slot or whatever in the first one. Right. So I knew that had a big boom for Domino's. Yeah. They were the big sponsors for them. Yes. So as kids, everyone wanted Domino's. Yeah, so it was booming back then, and it, there was a lot of opportunity. And like I said, I was pretty squared away. I was just out of the military, so every other, you know, most of the other guys were kids who started off as drivers or pizza makers, and they're managers now. So it was kind of, I moved up quickly. Okay. Um, I left because I didn't want that life anymore. You tasted it again. Like, oh, right this back is in. fun. And then no, you're like, no. Nah. No, no. Well. You miss out on a lot with your kids. So now I'm back at a manager level and I'm cranking that out. And uh, some of the people from Domino's now had gone to Papa John's. Papa John's was coming in. Okay. And those, since my wife Jackie was in Domino's and she was in the office in the on the corporate side, she knew all of these corporate folks that are now in Papa John's and they all wanted I think me to maybe come into that system so they started chirping in her ear and she wasn't obviously you know like I said I was working a lot she had two infants at home and we needed something more than that which we did so against my better judgment I did it again you jumped back in the pizza business uh, moved back to South Florida to. Oh wow so you left here to go down south yes yes and ended up spending another well, I did that for four years. I, I, I took that out for four years, and then I said, that's it. And I went back, and I ended up getting a job in the phone with Bell South. Okay. Used my Navy skills and went to work for Bell South. So what were your Navy skills in Bell South? Uh, I was an electronics technician, so I became a technician. So now after our, so at Papa John's, we grew from zero store. This is in the Miami market now, the, the deep Miami market. Because he's from Louisville, right? Yeah, but the franchisee that I worked for uh, were a couple of brothers that were Rally's franchisees that were okay. originally from Fort Lauderdale. Okay. But they had some franchise stores in the Midwest, and so he was the franchise guy. They hired me to be the operations guy. We went from one to twenty-two stores in in four years. That, I don't know how people do that. But yeah, I couldn't do it. I anymore. have I was one, done. and I'm, <laughs> I was and people done. like you want another one. I'm like, no. Yeah, I was done. No way. It was crazy. I, I don't because you literally. You don't. You can't. You can't because you leave one, then you're gonna help one, and the other one's gonna fall. Yeah. And never. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. God bless your heart. So at that point, I knew this is it. I'm not never gonna do this. You said this now three times. This is it. So now I took the Navy skills and I said, let's go do something that I know I can do and I know I'll get. So I jumped to Bell South. I went and took a test. I passed all the tests. They called me up, said, hey, come on to work and. Yeah, I, I was in the union right. I, I was in the union in six months and down south, South Florida. Yeah, and so I yes, so I did Bell South for about three and a half years down there, and we had always kept this house and rented it out. Yeah, you'd be dumb if you didn't. Right, so I, I was just itching to get back, itching to get back. I guess it turned out the way it worked out <clears throat> at the end. When I was at the end there, I was willing to to sell our home there and move Jackie and the boys up because at that time now she's pregnant with Lexi. Oh, so you're born here? Yes. Okay. So it's, uh, it's August and I've already, I've been trying to get out of Bell South there and, and work my way here. And everybody there is telling me, no, that's retirement man, old man's territory. You don't have enough time to get there. But I, I excelled well in Bell South and the guys I worked for appreciated the way I worked. And they see your family man. Right. And I always, they always said, Hey, you ever need something? You call them. So I did. I called a couple of my old bosses said, Hey, I'm trying to get up here. Hey, 
the guy that used to work with us down here as a manager up there let us call him and then he called me back and said hey we can get you up here so I ended up perfect work, right you just always have everything lined yeah, up yeah so it worked out well I, we came up in August moved the boys and Jackie all at once I think I started a week afterwards and then infamously September 11th 2001 the bright spot in the day came along you're not 11 baby yeah I did sure not know is. that yeah okay you have a great birthday yeah we were actually watching we were in the hospital that morning at Holmes and uh, Jackie was in labor the boys were fighting over the TV labor was starting to come on and they were starting to argue and I took the remote away from them and I turned on ABC and it, it was just as ABC cut to the picture after the first tower got hit and then that's how labor went and it turned out that we had the only TV on in the maternity ward and the boys, I don't, I don't know how I kept them distracted, but everybody was coming. All the nurses and doctors were coming through the room while Jackie was in labor. So that worked out well because we got a lot of attention during oh, that wow. time. Look but at yeah. you, always seeking attention, your <laughs> right. daughter over yeah. here. Always has to be the very, spotlight. Very heavy things. day. Very heavy no. day. Yeah. So when 9-11's weird for me is, it's a little funny story. The guy that I interviewed for the first one, TJ, me and him grew up together. You know when you're in high school, whatever, you break up with a girl, whatever, it's the worst day ever. Well, his mom looked at me and goes, tomorrow you're getting your braces off. It's going to be the greatest day of your life. It's 9-11. I get uh, my braces off. The moment they like smile for the camera, the announcement came on. Every day since on 9-11, I call on September 10th, right. I call my friend TJ's mom like, hey, tomorrow's going to be the greatest day of my life. Don't forget. She's like, it's been 20 years. Are you still doing this? I'm like, yep, call you next year. And I hang up the phone every year on that time. So that's, that's crazy. So 9-11, you're watching what you have no idea. And no. now you have a newborn. Yeah. And you just moved. Yeah. Are you, how scared are you? I'm not scared at all at that point. I, I had been with Bell South for three or four years. It was a great job. Great company. Great job. You know. Yeah, so I was, are uh, you Bell South here now? I was AT&T. Well, yeah, it became AT&T. We when call, does it become we still Singular? Call, uh, Doesn't it well, be like a little? Well, Singular is a whole, Singular was the mobile mobility branch back then. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Right, yes. So, I mean, yeah, we still have, it's funny, at the pizzeria, we have a little box back there. Right. And it still says Bell South on it. Yes. And so, yeah. and I'm like. Uh, that was an time. awesome company to work for. AT&T was a little kind of, you know, bigger in court, but I say that, but, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier, I, I worked for them. I retired, I retired at 59 years old God to become nice. a beekeeper. So, so, so you worked so for AT&T for how many years before? The uh, between the two of them, Bell South and AT&T, I did 23 years. And you just, so you last ran? last June I retired from last that. June yes congratulations thank you oh man so now you're grandpa about to be grandpa yeah freshly retired yes and you have one of the greatest companies that everyone's talking about <laughs> literally you're like one of the that, best that we just completely stumbled into which is awesome so how I need to know like I owe so what's funny is I actually been begging your daughter to convince my wife I want to beehive my house I know and we're it ready went, it went from you're out of your fucking mind to no to I had her talk to her she's like we'll see yeah. so I'm like alright it's getting there it went from kill yourself to okay you're almost here so I think another year I can I'll convince her but it's just still not it so how did you stumble on these that's so random yeah I guess it's kind of random I think Lexi was somewhat of an inspiration because she's always been want, wanting in some way to save the world okay so uh, I Man, I, to be specific, I, I don't know specifically what it was. I, I read a lot. I, I try to always gain knowledge or garner information. I must have stumbled across bees somehow and just started 
trying to gain information from it. Okay. And as you are, as everyone is, when you start to tap it a little bit, it, it's completely fascinating. Yeah. Bees are phenomenal creatures. Yeah, so but that I, I like certain me. things, but yeah, that's well, that's okay. So, so I decide at this point in time when this was happening. How many years ago was this? Uh, maybe five. So five years. So you're not even retired yet. Five so or six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so towards the end of my AT and T career. I spent a lot of time out of town. Okay. Uh, and I was out of town in South Florida. I was working mo- most for about two and a half years. I was in West Palm Beach. So South Florida loves you. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> the- you try to leave, and they're like, "No, you got to come back. We right. need some more things." So it was about two and last two and a half last two and a half years, and working for that company is like I said, I loved it. great opportunities. So that two and a half years. <clears throat> I also, my brother lives in Stewart. Okay. So I would drive down early Monday morning to West Palm Beach. Like I'd leave here, I'd leave in the Atlantic at like five o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. Right. Which is, that's, I'm up in the morning anyway. Uh, I would get there in time for work. I'd go to my brother's house Monday night. And then Friday, I would pack at my brother's house, go to work. And after work Friday, I'd come back home. Oh, so you were a weekend guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the while I was collecting phenomenal per diem and it helped them. Jackie and I build another cabin in North Carolina which is another thing we do yeah in Boone right right up outside of Boone yeah. so it was just a really good time again now I'm working really hard like I used to in the old days but n- there's no pressure or stress whatsoever it's just hard work and crazy money because you see the end you see the light of the yes end of the yeah so and I hadn't thought about retiring but that kind of set the ball rolling with that so while I'm down there with my brother, I have all of this time during the week, and this is when I'm reading about bees. Uh, so a ran- you randomly stumbled about it, bees. It, well, yes, and then getting the information about it becomes fascinating. Yeah. I thought, you know what, I have the time. Let me see if I can do a little bit of this and uh, build a box. What kind of box? Like, Is it like pine wood? Is it just like regular? Typically, you, you can use anything, but... Typically, beekeepers on the bulk use pine wood. Okay. Uh, it, you know, it's what you can get at Lowe's if you're doing it yourself. And if you're buying in bulk from suppliers, that's typically the wood, is, okay. you know, pine. So I, <clears throat> I started messing around trying to make boxes, which hooked me on a whole different level because I've always wanted to get into woodworking and I've never really had the impetus or anything concrete to work on. So now here I had that. Which is still almost my, my favorite part is making the equipment. I really yeah, she was telling yeah, you. yeah yeah. We we spent uh, Sunday. I saw the pictures. Yeah, we put yeah. together two hundred frames and foundation and. So you build these boxes. Yeah. Does your wife come out and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. Like, oh she's yeah. Just like, oh, she okay. still does. Or she just looks at you like, "I don't even care anymore." No no she's yeah she still comes out and thinks I'm crazy. I I actually got have we're really trying to grow this year. And we've already spent quite a bit of money on this year's equipment, and I have two more equipment purchases, and I just got the quote for the second one. And oh, everything's expensive. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. all morning long, I'm thinking about how am I going to break this? How am I going to break this to the accountant? So, so, <laughs> so maybe I'll let her listen to this podcast no, yeah. first. <laughs> Was not my idea. So uh, you you start building these boxes. You get interested in bees. How do you get a bee? Oh, that's the fascinating part. There are so many ways to get bees. Some people, first of all, once you get into it, you realize everybody sells bees. You can buy bees from people 
all the time, which is gonna. I don't even see bees anywhere, but you can. You got I got a bee connect now, guys. Okay. I have a bee connect. So I'm messing around with these things, and there, there's a bee club in South Brevard, the South Brevard Beekeepers Association, the best beekeepers association in America. True story. That's it's a totally. There's no great organization. If you want to learn about bees and really get into bees. They go through bees every so they have their a club bee yard and every Sunday afternoon they go through the bees and you can learn enormous amounts of information. And if you show interest with this bee club and you attend regularly, they give you bees. They give you your first set of bees. Like a little fanny pack like here's your bees home. It's, yeah, a, it's a small it's called a nuke box. It's a five frame box. It's a bee, it's a starter box of bees. How many bees are it? Um rather than number of bees, you typically talk frames of bees. Okay. Like how many bees are on a frame. What's a frame? So people that are listening. Okay, so the uh, if you've ever seen any kind of beekeeping thing, uh, the the box uh, beekeepers, well, bees in the wild will find a cavity, right. and in that cavity they will build honeycomb. Yeah. The honeycomb, in the beginning, is used for brooding, raising babies, making more bees. So. They build these honeycombs, and depending on the size of the cavity that they have, uh, they'll build the honeycomb given what's called bee space. So, bee space is basically between three-eighths and a quarter of an inch. That's it? Yes. So, anything above a quarter of an inch, the bees will build comb on. Anything below three-eighths of an inch, they're going to try to seal up. Okay. Smart. Right. So the space between the combs is that space, and it's called B space. So however many, however much horizontal space is in the cavity, they'll build combs to fit in that. As long as there's enough space in between each comb. So what's the most you've ever seen on the wild? Well, we've cut combs out of. Walls, yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, and 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 the wall only has space for two lobes of comb, but they could be six feet long and two feet wide, sitting in between the studs, right? Wow, right, yes. So the ideal space. Well, what about that first one we went and got from the AT and T box? Well, yeah, that was also that was that an AT and T box. Yeah, so, so I worked at at and I was getting busy. Our actual first bee. So the, the bee club did give me some bees in a, at the end of February of 2018 or 19. I can't remember. <clears throat> with an unmated queen, which we'll get into that if you want later. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, I had set up. I, I, I Now I've built boxes, Ange. I, I'm, I'm fully into it. And if you, anybody in my family will tell you, once I get the whiff, just stand back. So I am. I've got boxes built. I, I'm ready to go. The, the club gives me some bees. I've got them sitting in my backyard. I visit them every day. Uh, just yelling at you. So the bee club gets requests all the time on Facebook uh, for removals. People have bees somewhere. So yeah, uh, instead of getting them exterminated, they want to remove. Them right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm now I'm part of the bee club, and uh, I see online somebody requests they're they're in the plaza up on Wickham Road where the Charlie and Jake's is there, okay. right? Oh, yeah. Right behind the behind the plaza, one of the customers of the plaza, one of the tenants in the plaza said that there were bees in a hole, uh, a green hole out back in the easement 
could somebody from the B club come and remove them? So I see this post and I, I recognize that that hole is my hole. I mean, it has my fiber splices in it. That's you, just, what, you can see right off the edge. Yeah, yeah, it's my, I, I, yeah, I did quite a bit of the fiber in the early days in most of Melbourne. And I just knew that was my phone equipment in there that I had placed and the bees were going in and out of that hole. So perfect timing. Once again, everything right, just lines right. up. So somebody at the, the bee club posts that uh, they have to get permission from the landlord. They can't just, you know, that's something blah, blah, blah. So I, on the, on the DM side, I call the guy from the bee club and say, Hey, do you mind if I go get those bees? Because I don't need the landlord's permission. That's phone company property. That's my phone company. I put that stuff in there. I'll go get the bees. He goes, I don't care. Go get them. So Lexi and I, sure enough, that was our first experience. So you have a whole, you have your, your ghetto? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we don't, quite, we don't quite know what to expect. And we didn't have the ghetto. No. We, we just had the veil. Okay. Yeah, we had the veil, long sleeve t-shirts. Okay. And, and rubber jeans. bands on the wrist. Yeah, we took some stings <laughs> that day. And you still, it didn't discourage you. Yeah, like, no, I had, I know, I had a basic idea what was going on. The guy from the B Club let me help him do a removal. And again, like I said, when I got into this, once I started gleaning information, I, I'm talking tens, maybe hundreds of hours of YouTube now of watching people do all of these things. YouTube's and I, the best thing ever. I, mankind's greatest invention. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I've it, learned so much from YouTube. One man can learn what any other man has ever done is the greatest invention ever. Yeah. Sets mankind ahead. 100%. And behind at the same time, but yeah, that's yeah, another story. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I learned all of these things. So we had a vague idea of what we're doing, and we popped that hole and wow, way underestimated what was going on. Did you run away? No, uh, no. I would have. There were lots of bees, tons of bees, tons of comb. I mean, more because they're comb. protecting the, the queen, right? Yeah, yeah. The queen doesn't fly away. Really. It kind of stays. Yeah, if she's if a queen in a colony, that's a laying queen, active laying queen, cannot fly very well. As a matter of fact, before they decide to swarm, which is their natural reproduction, they 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 let her lay eggs in specific spots now because before they swarm, they want to have her replaced. So they build queen cups on the edges because the queen replacement cells are the biggest cells in the hive. So they always do them on the edges. And about four days before they're ready to swarm, four to six... Uh, let's say four to ten days, somewhere in there, they'll start running her, they'll they'll have her lay on these edge cells, and then they'll stop letting her lay, and they'll start running her around to get her fat booty in shape. <laughs> and then after, you know, five days, six days, eight days, whatever, they decide to swarm, then they'll swarm. They still typically don't swarm very far. When they leave the hive, they're usually going fairly close to a location, usually a tree, a high location where the queen can get on a branch and the other bees cluster around her okay. and keep her warm for sometimes, you know, could be three, four, five days. Now when the, the bees have left the hive, they've taken stores with them. They, they pack honey in their honey stomachs and that's their resource to start the next colony. So, like, I didn't know any of this. I'm yeah. amazed. Yeah. yeah, so I don't even know how I got on that tangent. Of <laughs> <the> <laughs> about, oh, because you know, they're queen. attacking you or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah. So actually that particular colony, we took, I took a whole big box, which goes back to the frames. Uh, our boxes are deep boxes that have 10 frames in them. And each frame is one of those lobes of comb. And they're spaced apart, bee space wise. And the bees fill those frames up. And our boxes have 10 frames per box. 
And you did that because you saw this the first time, or you just no, no. Tell? There's it's a standard. That okay. now, now it's a stand. Now we're talking about equipment. You're talking about B equipment. So there are standard equipment in a, in in the U.S. The standard uh, equipment is based on a, what's called a Langstroth hive, and Langstroth was a, a reverend, a preacher from the 1800s, who basically sat around and watched bees all day long and figured out bee space and how to basically came up with the idea of putting them in a box up until that time beekeeping was done by letting the bees do their thing and then going into their space yeah and taking ripping the and basically destroying the nest that's how i'm seeing it right until now basically, yeah so langstroth basically refined the concept probably of a way to go in and look through the hive repeatedly without destroying the hive. So basically he came up with these wooden frames that gave the bees direction on where to build those lobes of comb to store the brood, the nest. The nest is what it's all about. So even for bees, honey is a byproduct. Honey is is backup food. Wow. Bears aren't in the bees for the honey. Damn Winnie the Pooh. Right? Winnie doesn't want the honey. That's just a bonus. All the animals that are predator, predatory of beehives, they want the brood. They want the nursery because okay. that's where all the protein is. Okay. And now, so you go to this AT&T thing, yeah. grab it all a, out. Um, take it home, take stick it, home. it on my stand next to the little box that the bee club gave me. Okay. And there's all of these bees. So they're, they're, they're just, you're driving, they're just coming. Right. So <laughs> the bees? Yeah. Well, we stuck them in a box and closed the box up and brought it back. So you just think. And we had, so. And, and the guy from the bee club loaned me his bee vacuum. So it's actually a vacuum that you vacuum up the bees. It doesn't hurt them. No. For like the a most. shop vac yeah. with a little mesh. There's cage inside. Okay. And the bees go in. Right. So now I have one. I've made my own, several of my own now differently. But Does this piss them off or? Uh, I'm certain. It, yeah, I'm certain it does. So I had them all in this bee vac and the box. I took them back to my backyard. The ones in the bee vac, I dumped in the box with the ones I had in the box. So when we take comb out of the the the, phone, the AT&T box, when you're cutting, when you do a removal from anywhere, you take that honeycomb, the brood, you want the nest. You take the nest comb and either with rubber bands or wire screens, somehow place it inside of your frames and put those frames in a box. So now you've taken their nest and put it in this box so they have a reason to stay in the box. Right, they have oh. to take care of the nest. You've given them a reason to take care of the. Just, okay, right. So you take now. Yeah. You take the nest out of the removal site. You try to get all of that out of there. Much, yeah. Right. So now this was a huge. Like I said, it was a huge box, a huge number of bees. Totally underestimated what we were doing. Uh, took them home, and then I remember the guy from the bee club said, "If you go back just before dark with the vacuum." and open the box and vacuum it out again, you'll get all of the bees who weren't there, all the flyers, and if you didn't get the queen, you might get her then. So I had no idea if I had gotten the queen or not. Knew nothing. Uh, <clears throat> went back with my wife on our way to dinner. For some reason, we were going to dinner up there. So you take your wife, she has no idea you're going to take her, do you? Oh, she knew. Oh. We had to take my truck so, so that I didn't have the bees in the cab. I, had, I put them in the back. Yeah, yeah. So we, sure enough, I went there. Uh, 
we went early to dinner. I vacuumed everything up and had them in this little vacuum. So this was early March of that year. So it was, I remember it being a little cool that night. I left the bees in the vacuum uh, cage out back next to the hive. I didn't let them out that night because it was dark when I got home. It was way past dark. And you don't mess with bees at dark. That could be another lesson. Uh, so the next morning I went out and I re- all the bees were clustered at the top of that vacuum thing. To keep warm? Yeah, they were keeping the queen warm. So you got the queen. It turns out when I went back and vacuumed, I had the queen in there because of I opened the box, you know, with the gear on, I dumped it out, and sure enough, I saw a big fat queen running down in there. Yeah, she's the biggest bee in, in the in the bunch. Yeah, you told. And then sometimes you put dots on them. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes they're painted. Yeah, they're marked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that that turned out to be our first colony, and from there, you know, whoo, started getting removals. Then I learned how to catch swarms. I set up swarm traps, which. We just did, uh, uh, the boys and I went out yesterday and we got two swarm traps are active right now. So a hobby turned into now a little business. Yes. Because you sell honey to uh, well, local it, people. So when you get into bees, the one th- the biggest problem with bees is they make more bees. You get more bees. Bees keep coming. And we need you bees. Can't right not, yes, yeah. you can't not make bees if you're a beekeeper. Because uh, like I said, t- to reproduce, bees swarm. So when you're when your bees that are making honey are really successful making a lot of honey they have so many bees eventually they have to swarm that's their makeup so beekeepers the way you manage that is you swarm them you split them so you just keep getting bees so now I have all these bees and my children are catching the fever as well they're fascinated by it they're getting in on it because they see dad having so much fun. I'm like, hey, this is a cool little hobby. Yeah, well, and how yes. many people you know that does bees? So right. Like- so we're all in on it. Um, they're loving with the bees like I'm loving the bees. And it turned in. Just the wife still kind of uh, with it? At first, yes. But this past year, she's all in. Yeah. We're all in. And, and to be honest with you, this was not a business when I first started. I had no intention of this being a business. That the family came into it is really what made it a business for me. So now you have all these boxes and now you've placed boxes in people's homes that want them. Like, Megan, if you're hearing this, I want one still. Uh-huh. Um, we only do like a box here and a box there in people's yard for family. Right. Which you would be on that list. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, I typically now we're shooting for space to at least put, uh, I mean, ideally I'd like 10 boxes per spot. The way we've evolved now, so a lot I'm of bees. The zoo hasn't called you. Yet. Like, like, hey, come here and put some bees. I, I think there are probably people there, but I don't remember bees I, ever at this. I zoo. think the way we've evolved now, like uh, a lot. There's another guy here in Melbourne Beach. Uh, I'll shout out to LKC Honey. Uh, I work with them. Uh, they kind of do the same things we do, but they travel their bees. So he takes his bees. Uh, he's got them up in the mangoes now on Merritt Island, okay. which we have a permanent apiary there. We don't nice. move them in and out. It's not as big as his, but we have bees there all the time. That's cool. Um, and then he has some in orange blossoms, which we don't have any orange blossom. Uh, one of our, a couple of our yards have, you know, people with orange trees around, but we don't have specifically that kind of honey. But yours has like a chili or something we had a conversation? Like it has like a, a spice? Pepper. Pepper. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The pepper honey. Yeah. Those things are good. Yeah. That's the fall. That's the fall yeah. honey. And that's everywhere pretty much pepper honey. So we just evolved now into little neighborhood pockets. We're South Central Brevard. If local honey, we're South Central Brevard. So like I said, 
I'm getting the honey. Obviously, I know your daughter. I've known her forever. Uh, but that's not what everyone sees, too. Now you have clothing line. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see people with the hats. I see the, your shirt. Okay, so, like, Andrew, we're probably going to have to switch seats because I'll tell you this. Here's the rule in Greeks Bees. I do the bees. They do everything else. If they want to sell honey, if they want to sell lip balm and heel balm. You do lip balm now, too? And, and make baskets and gift baskets, which, yeah, we do all that. And yeah, I think my mom did it for my cousin's baby shower. She yes, took a little right? Good yes. stuff, right? So smart. Yeah. So smart. Yeah, so they do all of that. I do the bees. And I know every time there's craft shows, I always tag you in it. Like, hey, they're doing a craft show because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lip balm. I might need to get some of that. Yeah, so the family, and and that's what mom's into. Jackie does. Jackie's loving all of that. She makes all that on the kitchen stove with the the wax from the bees and the honey from the bees. Can you make candles with this or no? We can. uh, That's an eye roll. Wow. Well, we just don't produce enough wax, really. No, not Not yet. yet. Not yet. And we we probably will, I think. So it all started because you were just randomly wanting to learn something to accidentally maybe starting a family business. Yes. Yeah. Now just, the American dream. Yeah, all because just, you went to a, your mom sent you to the Navy. Yes. Because <laughs> anyway, right. you don't go to the Navy, you don't learn the, the thing, and then you build with AT&T and everything. Yeah, and if I didn't go to the Navy, I would have bigger problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. I didn't know. Any, like, I'm thinking, like, when she's telling me, oh, we have bees, I'm like, all right, cool, you get a box, there'll be in there, or whatever. I didn't know it was all. Yeah, we have about 35, 36 colonies right at this moment, but that changes. I mean, it right. it was 31 last week, it's 36 this week, it's probably going to be in the low 40s in the next couple weeks. I have We have two new apiaries set up that are, we're ready to put more bees in, and yeah, we're ready to roll. What's your end Anybody goal? who's in Melbourne Beach that has a nice big piece of property that would like 10 <laughs> boxes of bees. That listens to this podcast. We're looking for a great location I'm, in South Melbourne Beach. There's got to there's got to be some like, closer to the inlet. Yeah, better. That, that'd be smarter. What's yeah. your year end goal number? Uh, I think we're shooting for sixty this year. Sixty. So we were pretty much at thirty when we ended the year, and of those thirty, I would say right now I have maybe twenty production hives that are really going to give us good honey in the spring. Why is your honey so smooth? <laughs> so smooth. I, cause because I was just we don't do anything like to a week it. ago, we, we, and I pour it in my tea, and I'm like, oh, this, like, because you know, honey sometimes clumps up or whatever. Yours literally, I'm pouring, I'm like, oh my god, this is pouring so fast. It, it depends it's on so the honey. Good. Some of it, it, it depends. Some of the batches are different. The, every batch is different. Because my favorite snack at night, my wife yells at me, I love having like a banana sandwich with honey on it. There you go. And I always use like she's just like why? And then you told me honey doesn't expire, right? No, no, never. That, which is. Yeah. Another thing. That's they found it in Egyptian tombs that were 3,000 years old, and it was still, they opened it and ate it. Oh, my. And it was still honey. Now, it'll crystallize. Oh, okay. Some honey crystallizes depending on the, the source of the nectar. Um, Yours hasn't yet? No, it, it depends. Some, some, of, some of our batches have, but you just put it in a little warm water, and it sets it right back to where it was. It doesn't change the taste or anything. So you guys got a website up yet or want to sell your stuff or not yet? No. We're, we're not. Yeah, we haven't grown that big yeah. yet. We may not yet. I'm telling you, everybody has your stuff. I don't. Yeah, they have all that we've got, Ange. We have nothing left. I'm telling you, you guys are That's awesome. killing it. That's awesome. I, like I said, I know because I know your kids. Right. My nieces. That's awesome. Who are young, they know. Their friends know. Like it's just like a whole. Like it's when I'm like I'm looking at my niece. She's like, That's I want a Greek B shirt, and I'm like. Why do you even know what that is? She's like, well, don't worry. I want one. I'm like, all right, chill, kid. I'll get you one, but I don't even have one. And I'm like, I don't even think they sold it because I think my cousin Mikey had one. Yeah. Mikey has a shirt. I'm like, obviously, you're going to get a shirt because you guys grew up together. I'm like, Mikey, where'd you get that? He's like, I just got it. And I was like, Mikey, you suck. But no, yeah. Well, we're we're going to have to get you a shirt. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to. I'm going to grab a shirt for sure. Your son comes in all the time rocking it. And I'm like, yo, 
looks good. <laughs> but I definitely, I'm gonna grab more. I gotta grab honey from you guys soon. Anyway, I want to do because we always do a random special pizza. I'm gonna do a honey pizza. Soon. All right, awesome. I swear on everything. Awesome. Drink and I have your honey. sticker on our. We have on like the soda machine, on the sewing right? machine. We have the sticker on there, so it's always. I think we on. got lucky with that because that does have a nice ring to it. We stumbled across Greeks bees. No, honestly, yeah. you guys really did. Like That's I, I, name. I love that you guys are. Like I tell everyone, locals, all I love, and you're so hungry, and your kids are so good. Thank you. Your honey's amazing. It's just. I'm a blessed man. Really? Like everything yeah. falls in place. So, like your story, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, like, and then this fell in place. Like, yeah. granted, people are like, oh, it fell in place, but obviously you busted your ass. But it's just so funny how one hobby turned into a job that turned into another job that, like, it just snowballed yeah. until, okay, I'm retired doing something I love with my kids and now your grandkids. That's right. That's Can't wait. I, I'm so happy for you. Thank, Thank you, you for doing this interview. Oh, it was a pleasure. Plug your stuff one more time. Greeks Bees. Greeks Bees. Buy your like local students. honey. Greeks Bees honey. Greeks Bees honey. This is uh, Pizza People, episode five. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that you. That was a pleasure. Thanks.